Amen. Thank you so much, Erin and team. That was fantastic. Can we give them another hand? Thanks, Amy. Well, it's so good to be with you today. Um, For those that don't know, you can take your seats. For those that don't know, my name is Becky. I am one of the pastors here. The other pastor is my husband, Mike, who is sick today. He was meant to be preaching, but he's watching online. Hi, Mike. He just texted me in the worship to say, your light bulbs are not all on. Can we get them on? So thank you so much, Amy, for switching them on. Uh, but Mike's poorly, wanting me to let you know. And you know what? My whole family are poorly. And not me. I am just, I don't know, I'm just strong. Um, but <laughs> I tell you what, I have never seen so much vomit in all my life. You best just stay away from me today just to be safe. We are corona tested. We've got some sort of bug that started at the beginning of the week. If you follow me on social media, you would have seen me proudly displaying the sit outfit that my daughter lovely put on me. But I tell tell you it's been absolutely crazy uh you know that even the two-year-old she's being sick like she's like 20 years old um I don't know what's happening but it's a bit mad but like I said I must have a stomach of steel uh, Mike was gonna preach today and mid vomit he was like passing me his notes saying you're gonna have to preach and I was like you know what it doesn't matter you hang on to those come back when you're fit and healthy and you preach your message and I'll go in the kitchen and rustle up a meal for this morning is that all right so over the weekend mid cleaning up sick I've been writing a message for you and uh, you know let's just pray because I'm going to need God's help this morning but Father I thank you for this time that we have together in church I thank you for your word what an honour and a privilege it is to open it and get to hear it God and I just pray for every ear that is here in the building listening and every ear that is online that God Holy Spirit you will speak so clearly help me not to fumble over my words um, but help me to say exactly what it is that you want to be said in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. So my title for you today is this, My Church, My Gym. Everybody say, My Church, My Gym. And we've been in this campaign called Identity. And what's really obvious is that we often associate one's identity or or know people by their physical identity. That's how we know who they are. We look at them. um, We see their exterior. And, you know, our physical health can really impact our physical identity. Wouldn't you agree? And I think it's the same in the spiritual. I think that our spiritual health can significantly impact our spiritual identity. So today, I'm taking you to the spiritual gym. Is that okay? So I'm just going to download for you a couple of exercises that you can take home with you today to start exercising out in your week. Because, you know, all across this campaign, our aim has been that we build you up as the church, that we build ourselves up as the church. And that's not so we can go home and just sit in our spiritual fat of, oh, I'm brilliant and our identity is in Christ and I've got all this power and all this strength and I'm wonderful and beautifully and fearfully made. It's not for us to go and sit and just kind of swell in that ourselves, but it's for us to go out there and start working it off and walking it off so that others can catch what we have. Amen. So when you come here as a church, as a family, we're here to kind of help each other, build each other up so that we can go out and live it out for all the world to see. And so much like the natural gym, I believe our church is like a spiritual gym. And who knows that you can't just go to the gym for one session and that's it. 
You have to take from the gym what it is that you've been taught and continue with a healthy lifestyle all through the week. Otherwise, it's a bit pointless. There's no point me going to the gym and then sitting on the sofa eating sweets all day, every day. We are not in the pandemic isolation anymore in that kind of way. And, you know, even as I was prepping this message for you, I began to feel challenged about my physical health. And I thought, you know what, I've got a little nudge to, you know, get back out and get running again. Because over this time, I have got a bit of seat ministry where I've been on the sofa quite a lot and do my work from home, comfortable, eating all the snacks. And you know what? I can't do that for the rest of my life. We can't live in an isolated state for the rest of our life. We've got to start shifting and start moving again. And so, you know, I just felt challenged practically. You know, my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And my intention is that I preach the word of God. I preach the gospel all the days that God wants me to preach it. And I don't want my gut to get in the way of that amen there are many people that are called to do great things but sometimes we don't look after our health we don't look after our physical body and sometimes that can get in the way of the all the all of the energy we need to do what God has called us to do I mean at the moment I get out of breath on the school run and so something's got to change in my life if I'm going to go the distance for the Lord preaching all the days that I'm meant to preach and doing the work of the Lord and meeting all the people that I need to meet I need the energy and so you know what that that's not my sermon today. That was for free about physical health. What I want to focus on today is our spiritual health and our spiritual gym. And a lot like the gym, we go to the gym. And like I said, it can't just be, that's, that's not the only way we have a healthy lifestyle. We have to take what we get from the gym and apply it to the rest of our life. And it's like the church. When we come to church, we, we, that can't be it. That can't be Bible clothes for the rest of the week. And also, you can't really just go to church once a year. It's like you can't go to the gym once a year because it's not really going to make that much of a difference in your life. And some Christians, they do. They just go to church once or twice a year, Easter and Christmas. And you know what? If you want to live that way, it's completely up to you. But as for me and my house, every week, at least, we need to be in the house of God whenever possible because we want to have a real healthy spiritual life. And then we don't want to leave it closed for the rest of the week so we come here we like like you go to the gym you are with other people you can go to the gym for corporate exercise we come to church for corporate worship it's like a celebration of your body a celebration of your spirit and there's music and at the gym sometimes there's disco music and there's lights when you're on the you know the treadmill and the the the, the, fit, the spin the spin class have you ever been in the spin class where there's like a disco going on and you have people around you that can encourage you and spur you on and tell you stories about their journey of fitness and you have fitness trainers that are there to teach you and equip you with exercises that you can carry on throughout your week and it's just like church at the gym you have more equipment at church we have more resources and more equipment it's a party and it's in order to set us up for our week so that we can go out there and keep harnessing and keep exercising our spiritual exercises. And so this week, I want to give you real practically some little health tip exercises in the spiritual that we can apply to the rest of our days in our week. And you know, it is my intention. Sometimes I forget this is my intention. But my intention is that every single Sunday, I approach church with an expectancy that says, God, today I'm going to grow a little bit more. And next week, I'm going to grow even more. And then the week after that, I'm going to grow even more. And sometimes I forget that. 
Sometimes I'm like, I'm just showing up because it's what we do and we need to get out of that kind of trap of just showing up because it's what you do out of habit or it's what you do out of religion. But no, Lord, I'm going to show up to church because I believe with all my heart that my faith is going to be made stronger today. And then next week when I come, the preach is going to be even better. When Mike comes back from being sick, the preach is going to be so much better because each week it should be getting better and every week the worship should be getting even better. And each week the people that you encounter, it should be just growing your life more and more. That's why you come every week so I want to challenge you and encourage you if there was a moment over this pandemic that you've gone actually I don't think I need the church actually I think I can be a Christian without going to church actually do I need to go to the physical building all the time or as regularly as I used to do I need to keep tuning in online you know if you're watching online you are still part of this experience my family are at home right now and they are just as part as part of church as we are in the building being part of church and you know what yes I think it's so important that we keep coming and we keep coming, we keep gathering and we don't give up because this is the place where we really celebrate the fact that we are growing and we are exercising our spiritual growth. And I tell you, I just don't come here to grow you. Amen. I know that Mike and I, we are your pastors and it's a privilege to do that and to be that. But we don't just come to grow others. We don't just come to pastor others, but we come to grow ourselves. So please don't ever put us on a pedestal because you will be disappointed. I am here to grow just as much as you. I'm here to be challenged just as much as you. And I made a decision a while ago because when I, I, I realized early that church was going to be part of my vocation. And I made a decision that I would not get into a place where I couldn't grow and I couldn't receive in my own church that I led or where I was on staff or where I was serving. I made a decision, even if, you know, because I've grown up as a pastor's kid. My dad and my mom were the preachers and the pastors. And then I was a pastor's wife and then my husband was the preacher and the pastor. You know how easy it is to go, well, I'm not really going to learn anything because it's just my dad. I'm not going to really learn anything because it's just my husband. And I know that he doesn't talk holy all the time. Like me, Mike knows I don't talk holy like this all the time. I don't preach all the time. And so it can be really easier in the familiar to go, well, I can't really grow in what's familiar. And I went, hold up, you know what? If I'm going to be in ministry for the rest of my days, then I better learn to be able to grow and to receive for the rest of the days where I am. You know, there's many leaders, and and this is absolutely fine, but there's many leaders, they can't receive in their own church because they're always giving out. And they have to, it takes having to go to a conference or to someone else's church in order to get fed and in order to grow. And you know what? I don't want that to be my case. I want to have some of my biggest God encounters right here, down here in this church, in my home church, because I am here to grow. I'm not just here to grow you. And I, I pray that we all come with that same mentality and that same expectancy. And I wonder... What would burst out of this building and burst out of our homes for those that are online if we came with that understanding that today I am going to grow? And for some, it might just be a little growth, but every growth step is important. Amen? If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 3. It's going to come up on the screen and it will come up on your screens at home as well, hopefully. And it says this. I'm going to read the whole passage and then I'm going to break it down for us. It says this, and this is actually captioned, this whole passage, Paul's prayer for spiritual growth. And that's the prayer that we want over our life. It says, verse 14, when I think of all this, 
I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Verse 17. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Keep with me, verse 18. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. This is good stuff. Don't switch off. Verse 20. Now, all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely, infinitely, can't say that word, it's so grand, infinitely more than we might ask or think, and some versions say, or even imagine. God is going to do amazing things past what you think you can imagine. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. What a prayer. Thank you, Lord. And you know, when I was younger, I used to take that last bit, verse 20, and I used to run with that bit that the God is going to do amazing and wonderful things in me. He's going to do far more than whatever I could think or imagine. And that's the verse that I would hold to. But what I want to do today is I want to look at the verses before it, the exercises that get us to that place where we are full throttle in the things of God beyond our imaginations. I actually think to get there, there are some exercises that we need to keep growing in in our spiritual growth and so are you ready for the first exercise okay number one exercise your strength verse 16 says this I'm going to break this passage down I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit we have got to exercise our strength. The first part of the passage says, I pray. I pray. And then it goes on to say, his glorious, these are power words, unlimited resources that will empower you. Wow, when I first heard that scripture, I was like, oh my goodness me, I have everything within me that will empower me for the rest of my days. But why is it Why is it that if I have all of this heavenly, divine, unlimited resource and unlimited strength and power within me, why is it that sometimes I feel so puny? Why is it that sometimes I feel so weak? Why is it sometimes I just feel so tired and the furthest thing away from strength? And I believe it's this, that sometimes we're just not exercising the strength that we have. God said to Gideon, go. He didn't just say go though, he said go in the strength that you have. You see, we have God's strength within us, but we have got to get in a habit of exercising it and moving it and growing it and strengthening it. And you know, the biggest way that you can exercise the strength that is in you is by opening your mouth or opening your mind and praying. Saying, hey God, I need your strength. 
Hey God, before I get up and I do this, I need you to go before me. Hey God, before I go on this school run, I need you. Hey God, before I go into this meeting, I need your strength. I don't want to go in my own strength. You know, every single time before I get up, even if I'm going to give an announcement, I'm like, God, you better go before me. God, I need you to anoint my voice because I don't want to go in my own voice today. I need to go in your strength and in your voice. And I do like a mental like psych myself up in the worship before I get up to do anything before him. And I hope and I pray that that is the way that I do all of the stuff in my life. But sometimes I get myself into a bit of a pickle because I don't apply that same attitude to go, you know what, this little thing that I'm about to do, God, I need your strength. I need to exercise your strength in this. I need your power. And there's this little clip that's going around on TikTok that I saw the other week. And I don't know if you're on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. I am an observer of TikTok because I'm just not that cool yet. I haven't set up an account. But basically, let me explain for those that don't know, TikTok is like a social media platform where you don't express with just posts, written posts, but you express through dance and sound bites and song. And it's, it's, I can't even, I can't, I can't really explain it properly. You have to like know what I'm on about to know, but it's just really powerful. In a few, few seconds clip, you can receive like a really powerful message. And I'm going to show you this clip, it will come up and it will play online. But this was a clip that I stumbled across and basically it was captioned a mom who was like, my toddler is about to have the fifth meltdown of the day and it's not even noon. And this is what she does. Let's see if we can get it up. Holy Spirit, activate. Oh no. Holy oh, Spirit, no. Oh, activate. No. Holy Spirit, activate. 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 All right, let's go. <laughs> I mean, that, I love that. I love that. And then people on TikTok, what people are doing, they're taking the same soundbite and they're lifting it on their situation. So someone was like, I'm about to do the commute. I'm about to do a long journey. And then it hits that tune. Holy Spirit, activate. Or I'm about to go and do this job. Or I'm about to go and have this conversation again with my partner. And it's like they hit that soundbite. And what you need to do is just lift it and apply that on your life. So whatever it is that you're about to do, you're like, Holy Spirit, activate. Wait, like before you even you get pressured into doing something, because you said that whole Hold up, wait, Holy Spirit, activate, activate. Now let's go. And that's, that is a way that we exercise our strength. I'm going to tell you a really peculiar story, but I don't know how else to express this, but stay with me. There was uh, this time a few years ago when I just had another newborn and um, I need to explain this. When you've got a newborn, you've got a lot of washing up to do, like not even the normal kind. Like it is a matter of life and death. Like if you give your baby an unclean, sterilized bottle, you could actually put its life at danger. Like the, the pressure is so real. And I've got my sink and it's full and I've just finished doing the bottles and you're doing this like every hour of the day, getting bottles ready because they just feed a lot. And like after a while you get amnesia and forget this, there was ever this time in life, but it hasn't left me. And I remember... Um, filling up my basin, finishing the last round of bottles. Okay, stay with me. And I had one of these modern sinks where it had like a modern mechanism. So you know on a plug, you just have a chain it's attached to and you can unplug it or you do it manually. Well, mine had like this lever and it was all attached and it was kind of out of my control. And so I pressed the lever and then it would pop up and let the water down. Now this mechanism broke. 
Like, I didn't know what to do. I was popping that lever and it wasn't releasing the plug and therefore it wasn't releasing the dirty water. And this, is, I know it sounds a bit weird and like, why are you even telling me this, Becky? Because it was major in my life at that moment. It was stressful. It was so stressful. I was like, Lord, I need this sink. I need this sink to operate properly. I need this plug to come up to get rid of the dirty water. Otherwise, I can't get clean water and I can't wash the bottles and I can't feed the baby. And like, it's just too much. And I was getting all underneath the sink and trying to jingle jangle the mechanism and nothing was working and I jingled and I jangled that mechanism like a few times and then I was like you know what this is taking the mick I this cannot steal my joy and so this was an opportunity now to exercise my strength and I went Lord I need you to help me. It's okay if you're not going to, but I really need you to help me. And it's amazing that, you know, sometimes we think as Christian believers, we only need to exercise our strength when it's something really big going on in our lives, like something so obvious. But, you know, imagine me going to the prayer team and the elders saying, I need prayer because I need to jingle jangle my sink. I need the sink plug to open. The mechanism is broke. Like, you just wouldn't get it. We don't, we're not in the habit of going for prayer or asking for prayer for these little nuisances in our lives. But you know what? We need to. We're really good at coming for prayer and asking for prayer for everybody else around our life but sometimes God's just like what do you need what do you need strength for and I was like God I need strength I need you to help me I need a miracle in my basin right now and I was reminded of the story of the walls of Jericho you know when God he sent the people of God around that wall and he sent them around and he sent them around and they were building what was he doing he was building their strength he was like, keep going. And now I need you to go around and be silent. And now I need you to go around and make a noise. And now I need you to go around and blow those trumpets and break that glass. Like he was building their muscle. And it took them seven times. On the seventh round, that wall came down. Imagine what would have happened if they'd stopped on the sixth round. And so I went, God, this is my Jericho. I went into that basin. I jingle jangled. And then the most glorious sound from heaven came. <laughs> the sound of water draining I already it's a miracle and I went home and I was like Mike there's been a miracle and then like you know when anything it, it just enlarged and it grew my spiritual life and then whenever someone was like you know what I think we should do that or I would like this stuff and I'm like claim it pray for it go and exercise your strength go for it do it grab it pull it down from heaven get your miracle exercise your strength and I don't know what it is for you but it was for me it was a basin And sometimes we've got to start with just lifting the little weights and going, I just need to pray and ask God. I need to just strengthen my strength, exercise my strength and ask God for that little thing that I need and ask for that miracle that I need to see in my life to bring down that wall that is bringing me so much challenge. And then when you build your strength, you start to realise, oh, I've got these little muscles and I can start to lift bigger things. And so when then people come to your house uninvited, On Halloween night and you've got to open your door, all of a sudden you're exercising your strength and you're exercising your Holy Spirit witness. You know, when you exercise your strength, you begin to not shy away, but you begin to show up, speak up and stand up. You know, we've got people, we've got a team like Bev and Yousef who go every single week into our Luton town and they show up and they exercise their strength every week by speaking the gospel of Jesus to people in our town. What are they doing? They're exercising their strength. And it gets you bold and it gets you confident because you're like, I've got muscles that I never knew I had before. And then you move on. You're like, oh, and then when sin comes knocking on my door, you're like, oh, actually, 
I, I actually can flee from the temptation. Keep going to the AA meeting. Keep, every time you go, you're exercising your strength. Keep turning up. Keep fleeing from that bad habit or that thing that God told you to get rid of. And you start exercising your strength and you start getting stronger in your spirit. And then, come on, Holy Spirit, because I'm going to really need you now. When the enemy, when Satan shows up at your door to steal your strength, because you know what he does, seriously, he comes to steal your strength. You've got to be like, no, wait, stop. (laughs) Holy Spirit, activate, activate, activate. Oh no, Holy Spirit, activate, activate. Let's go, come on, Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit helps you with your strength to lift up. And you realise that the same power that conquered the grave, it lives in me. Amen. Thanks, Luke. He's my demonstration of the Holy Spirit, of how he comes and he helps build your muscles and exercises the strength that you've already got within you. You know what? Don't look at the great men and women of God around your life or on Instagram and go, why are they so strong? Why are they so muscular in their spirit? Just go, you know what? I need to start where God has called me. I need to start exercising my strength and it might look little to begin with, but you keep exercising the strength that God has given you and you will lift far more than you could ever think or imagine in your life. Amen? Come on, let's give God some praise. Are you ready for the second exercise? Exercise number two is this. Exercise your trust. The second part of the scripture says this, then Christ will make his home in your hearts. How does he make his home in your heart? As you trust in him, your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. This exercise will really impact the first exercise. If you want to keep strong, you've got to let the roots grow down. You've got to allow God to come into your heart, make room in your heart. But how do you do that? You have to trust him. You have to exercise your trust. And I haven't always understood that I have a trust problem with the Lord. I've been a church kid, grown up in the house of God, grown up, loving God from a young age. So I never really was on my guard when, or never really realised when I wasn't trusting him. And sometimes it could come in a really deceptive way. And I'm going to give you another story. It's personal, okay? But this is one of the first times that I realised that my trust radar was really low in the Lord. Now, anyone that knows me quite well, our team here will know this. I'm not OCD, But I like things tidy, okay? No one's amening. (laughs) I like things well presented. It just like makes my brain a bit foggy. Things are in order. I like like things that are aesthetically pleasing. And that's why I really love that we have artists here in the church. It's so lovely. And I remember whenever there's like a brand new occasion, a brand new week or brand new, I don't know, something significant, I like to blitz the house. And... New Year was coming round, and I'm like, right, I'm going to just completely detox the house, clean it. It was beautiful. I mean, it was breathtaking. 
And I tell you, this has been one of the biggest challenges and still one of the biggest challenges I face on a daily basis because, you know, I've got a lot of people in my house and, you know, you'll put something in place, you'll turn around, it's out of place again. It's very, I mean, it's like, infection, brain. Um, and I remember I really got everything so beautifully breathtaking, ready to start the new year. We're like, Nichols family, we're going in strong, we're going in decluttered, we're going in shiny and clean and, and whatever. And I remember just... Um, walking into the bathroom and then seeing this on the floor. I was like, sorry, what? <laughs> Excuse me? I'm like, father. Like, I, I remember like flinging myself on the floor like a toddler and getting angry with God. I was like, God. So it wasn't whoever's fault that put it on the floor. I was like, God, why have you given me people? <laughs> are not competent to pick up their towel when finished with it. I was mad. I was so mad, like sweating. I was so mad. Like, got to hear me, people. You know what happens when you leave, like, wet, soggy towels on the, ta- on the floor? They don't dry properly. They don't air properly. So then when they get put away, and I've washed my face all nice, and I grab for the towel, I dry my face, and I've discovered that I'm drying my face with a thousand stinking towel, and now I've got to wash it all over again. It's not nice. No, 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 no. And I remember, you know, isn't it amazing that you pray, the things you pray for in your life, you pray for a partner, you pray for kids, and when you've got them, you're complaining about them to God. <laughs> it's not good. And I, I remember the Lord speaking to me. You know, there's, um, sometimes if you've got a right head on, you'd go, well, actually, it's less energy getting upset about this. It's like less energy just, just to pick it up myself and put it away. And you know what? The Lord didn't tell me to do that. The Lord said, leave it. Rebecca, I want you to leave it. Just walk away, turn around, and leave it. And what I was realising is that I was a control freak. And this slips into my life on a regular basis. I can be a control freak. You know, when you are a control freak, you are lacking in your trust. And God was showing me that I didn't trust him enough that a towel on the floor was ruining my peace and wrecking my household. (laughs) I was like so mad I had to usher the family out. I was like, go to McDonald's, go away. And like in that time, I just got with God and I was like, God, I need to trust you more. And when you release and relinquish control, what you're doing is allowing the, your trust exercise to go up. And you are exercising the trust that you have in God. And worship team, you can start to come back because I'm nearly out of time. And so we've got to take whatever opportunity is in our life. Where is it that maybe we need to release control? Where is it in our life that God might be just saying, leave it? Business people here here and online. What is it that is out of your control? And though you feel like it's your responsibility because, you know, you might be the leader or you might be the boss or you might be the head of the home. You know, what, what is God saying? Actually, you might be a leader, but I'm the head of this house. I'm the head of this business. I'm the head of this church. I'm the head of what's going on. I have the government resting on my shoulders. Let me take this one. You leave it. And let's get into a habit, an exercise of leave. And that good exercise this, this week. What can we leave? What little thing that's irritating us can we leave and start to exercise our trust that we have in God? And then the, I'm going to go to the last thing and then I'm going to have to I've only got through two exercises you know what I think that's probably enough for this week don't you got some good things to exercise this week how can I exercise my strength and how can I exercise 
my trust for my Lord at this time. You know what? What we'll do is we'll do a, we'll see if we can do a um, My Church, My Gym part two in a couple of weeks where I can show you the next two exercises because they're good. But let me leave that with you. And we'll finish with this. Come on, let's everyone stand. If there's an area in your life where stuff has got heavy and you need to exercise this week your strength, the strength that is already in you, but you need to start to activate its power, I want you to lift your hands. If you're at home, lift your hands. If you're somewhere where you know what, you need to exercise your trust in the Lord that you haven't even realised and you need Holy Spirit to come and highlight where you are lacking in your trust in the Holy Spirit what things do you just need to leave and let God just raise your hands so Father I pray over every single person that is here and is watching online or watching on catch up I pray right now Jesus that you will breathe afresh the Holy Spirit the mighty God the one that is the fitness trainer of our life you come we invite you father not that you need invitation but lord we want you to have full access to us and would you set us up this week with opportunities to exercise the strength that we have and the trust that we need to have in you maybe we have divine appointments where we go you know what that was god that was an opportunity from god this week in jesus name amen you're going to see that this week If you lean in, you're going to see opportunities come up. We go, God has given me an opportunity to exercise. And don't rely on your feelings. It's like exercise. If you get up in the morning, you don't feel like it, you don't do it. But do not rely on your feelings because we need to exercise our spiritual growth. I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to be out of breath. I don't want to be unfit in the things of the kingdom of God. Amen. Come on, let's clap our hands. Thank you, God. Amen. worship team are going to sing to us as we go out.